the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon, and thanks for coming along. This is day two of us streaming. You'll see subtle changes. <laughs> day two. I mean, it's going to be a lot of days. Day two, right. It's going to be a lot of days after this. We probably shouldn't count them down. Right. We'll be uh, unveiling our, yeah, is... our, the line of our beauty products that you can buy <laughs> later on. Also be sporting a toupee. Be... Okay. <laughs> That'll be good. Do you think we can get that paid for? The you know how you know wardrobe provided by. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that I can hook somebody right. up with that, and right. we could do a toupee thing for you. Right. Uh, anyway, if you want to watch us, find us on Facebook right now, 101.5 Word FM, or the ride home with John and Kathy. See what's going on here in the studio. Very nice. So, Kath, when your radio, and I, I can't believe that you'd even do this, when your radio is not tuned to 101.5 Word FM WORD. Just just scant moments in a day. (laughs) In in that scant moment or two, Mm -hmm. you choose to listen to music and you do it how and where? I buy CDs. What? Yes. I know. You are still buying, you're buying physical music. Yes. You're in a tiny, tiny minority. Do you know that? Mm -hmm. You are still buying CDs. Yes. That's shocking. Sometimes I'll buy a cut. If it's an oldie, um, like on the way into work today, I just heard Brandy. I don't know who did that. Brandy. Can you look that up, Mike? I who forget did who Brandy? did Brandy. I love that song. You know what I mean? Brandy, you're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Such a fine girl. Yeah. Is that Barry Manilow? Nope. No, I mean, it's, it's not. It's sort of in that it's, same vein. It's not it remotely is. close to Barry Manilow. Yes, it, it is. It is so much more hip than oh. Barry Manilow. <laughs> Get out of here. There's no relationship between Brandy. No, oh. no. You're thinking of Mandy. No, no. I'm thinking, Brandy, you're a fine yeah, girl. That's not, well, it's the same thing. First of all, it's like 10 years earlier than Barry Manilow. I don't think so. It's so much better. I don't better. think so. Seriously, that's, you bought that today. No, but I'm saying I liked it. Uh-huh. Who is it, Mike? Pass the time away. Wait. Mm-hmm. Turn it up just a little bit. Thank you. I love it. Someone's calling. Someone knows. Here we go. Wait, here's, here's the big chorus. Ready? Such a fine girl. Such a fine Okay, that's a great song. Oh, if I were going to listen to that, because I don't want to buy the CD by whoever this band is, yeah. I would probably just buy the cut on iTunes. Really? But if it's an artist that I like, I always buy a CD. And there's two reasons support, why. Yeah. One is that I'm married to a musician, and musicians make no money from any streaming service. Not anymore. Spotify, Apple, I, whatever, Apple Music. Musicians make no money from that. Mm-hmm. So I always try to buy a CD, especially if it's an independent musician. That is the only way they're going to survive. Mm-hmm. So I've, the second thing, though, I like album art. What? I like album art. Oh, yeah, sure. 
I thought you said like album art. I'm like, am I <laughs> no, missing album no, art? I mean, something <laughs> no, happened no. here. I like album art. I like to see how but it's people in CDs. Someone gets an album. I know, and We're it's not as good as if it's big, oh. but it's still better than nothing. Mm, yeah, I have nothing. So anyway, so how do, how do you listen to music? Well, the last few years, I've just subscribed to a music service. I pay. I think I pay Amazon eleven bucks a year. Or no, 11 bucks a month. Sorry, a year. 11 bucks a month okay. for unlimited music. So if I wanted to hear Mandy. Brandy, not Mandy. Whatever. You'd want to hear Brandy because it's better. If I wanted to hear Brandy, i just go and type in the title of the song and hear it. And I, right. I wouldn't own it, but it'd just you know, be playing over my speakers. Right. Okay, so we bring this up because we saw an article in the Wall Street Journal that streaming, uh, there's been a surge in streaming music. U.S. recorded music sales are up to $11 billion, mm-hmm. $11 billion based upon what I do. Right. That there's you know, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, the subscription services are now driving music, which is what you're saying, bad news for the artist because they're, not make, they're making nothing. I mean, even, Nano pennies. even big time artists, the only way they're making money is touring. Right. They're not making money from on their sales. on sales anymore. Right. They're not. And so what what that means for musicians is that you're looking at a lifestyle change. So if somebody is a a moderate talent um, and has moderate record sales, yeah. they have to be on the road all the time to make a living. Sure. Whereas before they would just be able to get a proceed of whatever, you know, the record sales. Exactly. Were. And it just doesn't exist anymore. If you're a gigantic star like you're a Carrie Underwood or something like that, you're making not nearly, not anywhere close to as much as you did from recorded sales, but you are making some. Right. But the majority of your income is is from is from touring. That's hmm. why we have these mega, you know, the Taylor Swift tour, you know, which comes in and takes over Heinz Field. You know, that's how they're making their money. Right. And so, if you're talking about an independent musician, some local Pittsburgh group that you like, like the Common Heart or whoever it is that you like locally. You have to support them support with local CDs music, or right. it will go away. So streaming services accounted for 80% of overall music revenue last 80%. year. 80%. 80%. For the first time, this is so weird. Now, you know, with the demise of vinyl and the rise of CDs, CDs were, of course, on the upward trajectory for a long time until digital sales started to take over. People were buying songs like you were one at a time. But then last year, for the first time since the demise of vinyl, vinyl is back because vinyl sales were up 19% from the previous year. For the first time in more than 25 years, they overtook CD sales. Isn't that fascinating? Sure is. I mean, I never in a jillion years would. Wouldn't my dad be happy? Oh, my God. To see that. I mean, my dad was always vinyl only. And if you've ever sat down an AB vinyl versus CD, no comparison. There's no comparison. How about vinyl over streaming? What would that no, sound? Right. The no compression com- ratio right. to itself, no, right? No comparison either. Yeah. But the point is that caring for vinyl is its own thing. It's like having a pet. It's a job. <laughs> right. I mean, gosh. Yeah. Americans streamed 1.5 trillion songs last year. So people still love music. Oh, heck yeah, they The do. problem is that they're loving music and the people who are making it who are not getting anywhere close to the salary they used to get. Right. So what I wonder, like, when you see, like, the dinosaurs that I grew up with, you know, like, um, uh, who uh, someone's coming to town. Oh, James Taylor and Jackson Brown, I think, are touring. Yeah, I heard that. Oh, how about Earth, Wind, and Fire? And Santana. Santana. Okay, those are the dinosaurs of an of an old age. Right. These guys, when they, they they probably count their lucky stars and go, thank goodness that we grew up in the era that we grew up in because our fortunes were made. These young artists, they can't touch that. Right. 
I saw a, a triple bill last night that looked interesting to me. Hmm. It's uh, coming to Pittsburgh this summer. It's, um, you know, that new song, Zombie? You know that song, Mike? I think it's by Bad Wolf. Don't know. Bad Wolf? I think, yeah, I think, it's, I think the group is Bad Wolf. Anyway, I love the song, Zombie. It's, it's a redo. Anyway, they're coming to Pittsburgh. It's Bad Wolf. It's Bad Wolf Destroyed and Stained. Mm-hmm. That's that's the triple bill. That sounds like a pick me up concert, no, doesn't it? No, it's really it? horrible. Sounds horrible. Okay, Brandy, the song that Mike just played. Yeah. What year? Nineteen seventy-five. Two. Okay, that's pretty close. Seventy-two. That was Barry Manilow territory. That's the same thing. I'm telling you, it's the same okay, song. Okay, that sounds. It's not the, it's same, the same song. It doesn't sound anything yes, like does. Barry Manilow. I write the songs that make the whole. It's the same thing. It's not. It is. Seriously. It's Everyone not, who's listening knows that it's not. The is it Post thing. Malone? It's not. <laughs> Which is my new favorite. I'm going to get a face tat. Now that we're streaming, I'm going to get multiple face tats. Hey, welcome. Coming up next, the unchangeable. <laughs> how do I go? The unchangeable nature of God. And how does that change how we pray? Oh, just, uh, nice. That's just a really hard segue to make. <laughs> that's today's edition. It's Tuesday on the ride home. Your face tat. 101.5. <laughs> a little tear. 101.5 WORD. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, Danny doesn't understand why kids like Jeff get to do so many things that he can't do. But when Danny decides to rebel against his parents and their values, he learns the hard way why living in a Christian family makes all the difference in the world. Learn more next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Oh, wow. It can't be. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, where have you been? If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. <laughs> I can breathe. I can breathe. Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. <laughs> Thanks to Mute, you get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth, which means less snoring and more chance of sleep. Oh, that's the best night I've had in years. In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free, by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code WORD. This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our many hilarious commercials. And basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year. I know, right? Do you think I say I know right too often? I do. I know, right? I have to stop, don't I? I know. And this is what that same commercial sounds like on your motorcycle. I know. 
Rated R commercials are better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Why do we even bother to pray? Why bother? God's sovereign over everything. He's already decided, right? Yeah. So do you think that by us praying, it influences God to change things? What do you think? Are you asking me about this now? I am. Well, John Kessler's with us. Uh, I, I think we should ask him instead. John, as the former chair and professor division of applied theology and church ministry at Moody Bible Institute, he may be able to answer this better. Uh, his latest book is called Practicing the Present, and it is... Um, Right here. Here, look. I'll hold it up. Okay, thank you. A lovely Carol Merrill, because uh, now we're streaming. Very nice. Hey, John. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Hi, John. I'm Kathy, glad to be there with you. Well, uh, I'm actually here with me, but glad to be on with you. You are, yeah. I'm holding up your book to the camera right now, John. We're, we're streaming, well, thank John. thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yes. It's a good one. Very nice cover. What about this? So John decided to throw the question at me. You know, God is... He doesn't change his mind. Right. He's all-knowing. He's perfectly good. Right. So... Right. What's the point of praying? Well, I think a lot of people wonder wonder about that. You know, I was thinking about my own sort of trajectory and my experience with prayer and the different stages that I went through. You know, so when I first started to pray as a young Christian, I I think I felt like the goal was to persuade God. But how do you do that? And so I thought, well, maybe if I'm really sincere about it, or if I lead with him enough, I'm going to be able to get him to do what I want him to do. And then when I didn't get an answer to prayer, I thought I would think, well, maybe it's like a contract, you know, I didn't really understand the terms. And then somebody told me that prayer was a conversation with God, which I I like that view a lot better, except I found out that I wasn't much of a conversationalist, and neither really was God, Mm. because when I prayed to him, then mostly what I would get back was silence. But I think that the greatest challenge in trying to understand the way prayer works was the, the more I learned about God's nature, the fact that He knows everything, He knows what He's going to do in advance, He, he knows what I'm going to say in advance, it, it does create this question of, like, well, what, what really is going on in prayer? And the theologians have two uh, terms that they use when they talk about God. They talk about it being immutable and impassable. To say that God's immutable means that His character, His purposes, His promises, and His plans don't change. So as James one seventeen puts it, that uh, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. When they talk about the impassibility of God, they're not saying that He, does, he can't feel anything. What they mean is that there's nothing in creation that can inflict pain, suffering, and a distress on God against his own will. So basically that means that I can't leverage my prayers against God. You know, I can't manipulate him with my prayers. I can't, I can't wheedle him through my praying to get my own way. 
So there's something else then that has to be going on, because prayer is fundamentally relational. But if God doesn't change when I pray, when I pray to Him, then you know what's going on. And mm-hmm. I think it's a very old question, and and it's not easy to answer. Right. So is it when I when I think of what you're saying, John? Is it in some ways that when I pray, I'm essentially saying to God, "Present, God, I'm here, and God, I'm with you, mm-hmm. and that's what I have." And in many ways, that's enough. Well, I think it's tempting to it's tempting to approach it that way, you know, just to, to want to sort of set everything aside and just kind of show up for God. The trouble is that doesn't really fit the model of praying that we find from Jesus. Yeah. Jesus tells us to bring our requests, not just our spiritual requests, but our, uh, you know, but the, but the day-to-day concerns, pray for our daily bread, mm-hmm. our petitions. You know, pray, pray for forgiveness. And, and the, the, the danger is that we'll lean too far in one direction or another. If we lean too far towards imminence, then we erode the divinity of God. What is you know, the word, if we, John? If we... It's uh, imminent. That is, is we, the, the danger is that we'll want to bring God so close that we humanize Him and ironically end up dehumanizing prayer so that it just becomes a kind of a matter of stimulus and response. Jesus talks about this when He tells us, He says, don't pray like the pagans. They think they'll be heard because of their many words. Mm-hmm. If we lean too far in the other direction, you know, in the direction of the transcendence of God, then you, you know, then you get this sort of impersonal. God isn't going to be moved by prayers. He's not going to. You can't change his mind about anything, and therefore, don't even don't even bother. You know, <laughs> I, I think the key to the puzzle really is found in Jesus' prayer in Gethsemane, on the night before suffering. Jesus prays, "Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will." But what you will. And in this prayer, Jesus talks both of possibility and of uncertainty. He speaks of what God can do, but he does it, but he does it in a way that suggests that God, that what, that what Jesus desires may not actually be the answer that God wants, or as Matthew puts it, Matthew's version of that request, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. And I think what's really amazing about that is here Jesus speaks of a will of his own that diverges from the Father's will, but is not sin. And when Jesus limits his request by saying, yet not what I will, but what you will, he puts himself in the hands of the Father with his confidence that that the Father knows best. So Mm -hmm. Jesus brings his request, and he leaves it in the hands of the Father. We're talking to John Kessler. John is former chair and professor, Division of Applied Theology and Church Ministry, Moody Bible Institute. I'm holding up his book for those of you that are watching us streaming. Um, and if you are, you're doing it on Facebook. You can find us there, 101.5 FM, or uh, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Uh, both pages. Anyway, this is John's book that we love. John, you know, I think it's well, it's not going to benefit anybody if the three of us who are talking about prayer act like our prayer lives are perfect and, you know, we've got it all figured out. No, no, no. I think, you know, right. So I think, you know, to be brutally honest, I have a strong belief in the goodness of God. And I have uh a, and I have a strong belief in the sovereignty of God. Uh 
And yeah, I right. ad- and I admit that those two things keep me from praying about a lot of things. And mm, I don't okay. think that's the right answer. But I'm just being yeah. honest that that's Wait, the way it is. Wait, how so? Because God's got it? God's good. I believe that God is that good. And yeah. I believe that he's sovereign. I really, I have yeah. seen God's sovereignty in so many areas of my life. I don't have time to tell you about them. And so I, I know that those two things are true. And so therefore, I just kind of like think out, even though I know, I was just reading this a couple of days ago, James 4, um, where he says, you do not have because you do not ask. That's right. Yeah. Right. So I know, I realize that where I am is not the right place to be, but I, that's, but that's just the honest truth. Well, you know, what I find, when I look at Jesus' prayer in the garden, I, I, the ambivalence that's expressed there, you know, this sense of, this is not what I will, but what you will. You know, this is my request, but I'm leaving it in your hands. I find that liberating, because what it does is it shifts the burden of responsibility for the answer to God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, I think that's the for me anyways, in, in my own struggle with prayer, it's, it, you know, it's this weight of, well, if I don't ask the right way, if I don't ask for the right thing, if you know, if I don't get if I don't get it right somehow, everything's going to be ruined. And I think what Jesus does is he gives me the freedom to pray simply. I don't think I think that prayer isn't easy, but I think it's simple. Right. I think it's mm-hmm. as, I think it's as simple simple as the infant's cry. I think it's as simple as the beggar's reach. And that the power in prayer doesn't lie in the rigor of the method that we use or the beauty of the vocabulary or the fact that I really understand, I don't even understand half the things I'm praying about in the sense that I don't even know what's good for me. The efficacy of prayer doesn't depend on the, the posture that I use or the length of the prayer. The power of the prayer is simply in the asking. And our comfort in prayer is is this you know these, these fancy words of immutability is the fact that God can't be changed. You can't somehow manipulate him by your prayers. That he knows what I'm going to say before our, before I say it. It's the confidence that he knows what we need even before we ask him. So then, John, is prayer? I mean, okay, is prayer more for us and less for God? Mm-hmm. Yes, entirely. Yes, yes, because again, he doesn't. Uh, he's not depending on us no. for this, but we are depending on him. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if there's, you know, if, if there's any sort of space for uncertainty, it, it all moves in our direction, and the confidence all belongs in God. John Kessler's with us, former chair and professor, Division of Applied Theology and Church Ministry at Moody Bible Institute. I had this really fascinating, jarring experience when I was in Indonesia uh, last week before last, John. Um, I was in a church in um, in an urban part of one of the cities there. Um, I can't talk about exactly where it was, but it was in a, um, a radical corner, uh, religious-wise. Um, and so the people who worship in the church are doing it at some degree risk. of risk to themselves. Um, but at every... At, in every week's worship service, apparently, there is a point where people come forward for healing. Now, that is not something that happens weekly in the church I go to, but this is just part of their worship, right? So 
when they were explaining to us, because, of course, the service was not happening in English, they were explaining what was going to happen. And they said that the people who were sick were coming forward with the understanding that those of us from America were going to pray for them. Mm-hmm. So I felt a, it was it was such an honor. It was such a it was an amazing. I can't even talk about what a, like an emotional experience it was to to be waiting up front for the sick to come forward. But this woman came up to me. And I started to pray for her, and she stopped me. She put her hand on my arm, and then she took her shoes off. Hmm. And then let me continue. And the person next to me said that what she had said in her language is that she was so f- she was expecting God to show up. To show up, she was expecting yeah. Him to do something. And I thought, I don't know if I've ever gone into a prayer. With that type of expectation, hmm. that it was going to be such a holy moment that I should take my shoes off. But that's what it was. And I thought, this, yeah. is, this is a degree of prayer and relationship with God that, that I don't know. We don't carry. Well, I, I, I do think that's common for us, you know, that it, in a sense we're, we're so familiar with that we take it for granted. And, and I, in my own experience, I'm always surprised when God answers my prayer. And then I wonder why I'm surprised. You know, if I didn't think he was going to answer, why did I pray? Right. So I think there's, in some sense, you know, when you're put in that situation where you're really, uh, it's not just a cultural habit, it's, and it's not as acceptable in, in the culture around the that we maybe are more sensitive to the reality, the, the reality of God's presence, the uh, the, the real power of prayer, because now we're not just praying out of form, we're praying out of need, and we're looking for the answers rather than being sort of half asleep. I, 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 so I'm, I'm not surprised to find a difference, but I also don't think I would, you know, if I was in your shoes, I don't think I'd want to beat up on myself. I'm not sure that you could be in her frame of mind without being in her position yeah i don't and i don't think i was beating up on myself i think it was just an eye-opening moment just to realize (laughs) that there is a whole different level of need anticipation and anticipation and expectation than i don't than i think i've ever sensed so that's the framework of jesus prayer you know when he teaches us to pray for our daily bread he he's He's not just doing that as form. He was right. talking to people for whom that really was a question right. of whether they would eat today. Yes. So, John, then to go back, then the pr- praying is not necessarily uh, for God. It's more for us and for us to be transparent and open and wanting to be in relationship. But but at the same time, if we're looking, I mean, God likens him and his relationship to us to a parent and a child. It would if our if our kids never talk to us. Mm-hmm. There has to be yeah, so. Yeah, I'm, that, so I'm not saying God needs us, but there has to. Be, if it's a relationship, as his creation, then it matter, It's got to matter to God whether we talk to Him or not. It does. And, but again, I think the the real the, the only need really is on, is on our, in our on our end. Mm-hmm. God does not does not need us right. to be fulfilled mm-hmm. in, in His experience. I desperately need Him. That is why I think sometimes the relationship feels one way. You know, it, it feels like I'm moving in God's direction and He's not moving it towards me, because because that's in a way that really is the way it is. I'm moving towards Him, 
he, he's immovable, you know, <laughs> but he's also omnipresent. You know, he's, all, he's always there. He, he knows exactly what's in my heart, and he knows it better than I do. We've gone way over time-wise. You know why? Because it's just such a fascinating subject. It is. And we love John. Thanks, John. So so what John says, he's always there. He's always Mm -hmm. present. Uh, John Kessler spent uh, 25 years working at uh, Moody Bible Institute. His latest work is called Practicing the Present, the Neglected Art of Living in the Now. We'll take a break. Come back. Uh, we got much more ahead. We're just getting underway here. This is The Ride Home with John and Kathy, streaming live on Facebook at 101.5 Word FM on Facebook or The Ride Home on Facebook. Check us out. Be back in a minute. That was so... It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's dairy farm tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just 3 bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com. Code 3388. Enjoy. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with JD Waterproofing at 1 800 Berry Drive. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1 800 Berry Drive. That's 1 800 Berry Drive to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. JD Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. Every cup of Circle K coffee is ground in the moment. So, whether you're craving coffee now or now, you'll get the freshest cup in the world at Circle K. Every cup ground fresh, starting at a dollar at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. 
Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, cloudy, a brief shower or two this evening, followed by mist late with a low 40. Tomorrow, morning drizzle, followed by periods of rain in the afternoon with a high 50. Tomorrow night, a little evening rain, rather cloudy with some snow showers late and a low 25. Thursday, cloudy with more snow and a high 28. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Both Kath and I have children in higher education. You've heard us speak to us about this. Some of them in lower education. Yes. Uh, I've got a second son now who's about to uh, enter into another university. Mm -hmm. So the bills are due. Check this out. We saw this uh, yesterday's trib. Uh, The cost of a college degree in western Pennsylvania has increased by 35% over the last 10 years. 35%. Now, nationally... It is such... A racket. Oh, it's so expensive. Nationally, costs have risen 25 to 30% at public colleges, according to the college board. So uh, they looked at uh, an organization called the Integrated Post-Secondary Education Data System. That's just too many words. Yeah. But go ahead. Don't worry. The shortened version is iPads. Uh, a survey repository within the United States Department of Education. They looked at 24 institutions in Western Pennsylvania, both public and private, and they see that this uh, 35% is across the board. Now, here's the deal. Uh, Clarion, Clarion University, which I believe is a teacher's college. Was, I believe begun as a teacher's college. In 2009, Clarion's uh, tuition was $18,200. Okay. Last year? an increase of 54%. Pam Gent, who is Clarion's provost, said the increase, the 54% increase... Yes, please tell me what could possibly account for that. ...is due to renovations in the university's lowest-priced residence halls. Fun. Okay, so... So the dorms? Okay, so the, the, the dorms aren't nice enough, and so they have to make them nicer, and that's why your tuition is that expensive. Right. Uh, the Pennsylvania State System of Higher Education. Now, uh, Governor Wolf has been talking about this, which is good. Uh, the uh, the state system of education implemented a tuition freeze last year, and uh, well, that's for the state universities. Right. Carnegie Mellon what, has meanwhile. Right. We've already talked about CMU. They're what the tuition's like sixty grand. Six, I mean, and I believe that the last I looked. Oh no, I'm sorry. CMU, uh, ten years. Ten years ago, they were fifty-four thousand dollars. This year, seventy-two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. We we say these numbers and we act like that makes sense. That is crazy. So when college kids, can we just say that out loud? Yes, the it is. fact that we are all accepting this and just saying, "Oh yeah, no, I'm definitely going to send my kid to college." Not, no. No. If, if you if you need to we're find a school that you can afford. You need to find a school that you think is the very best school for your money and only send your kid there. I'm, I'm serious. But in the old the days. Ty- the type of crazy debt that kids are incurring or parents are incurring is absurd. Yes. I mean, in the old days, the bargain was the Pennsylvania colleges. Right. And now Penn State and Pitt are two of the most expensive public universities in the, in the whole country. Right. What the heck? 
And every I'm in Oakland all the time. I spend three days a week in Oakland. I have seen more buildings go up in the last five years. Well, look at the new I mean, freshman residence come hall. Come on, the new freshman residence hall is nicer than my house. Oh, I can't compete. Anyway, I, 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 if people don't just stand up and say this is a racket and I'm not doing it, it's just going to keep happening. Well, that's why when you see Bernie Sanders go college debt, it. people go. I get oh, it. Please people, rescue us. Of course us. they do because the amount of college not debt is overwhelming. Sanders. The problem is he has no idea how to pay, pay for, for it, it, and it's completely unreasonable. That's right. There's no doubt about that. Take a break. Come back uh, in a few minutes. We're going to talk about the the coronavirus. Uh, Headline today that the coronavirus is here on the shores of the U.S. And it's fueling fears in an outbreak in Italy, South Korea, and Iran. 101.5 WORD. Behind every abortion, there's a man involved. Stephen Arterburn confesses that in college, he was that man. On the next Focus on the Family, he'll share about coercing his girlfriend to have an abortion, a decision he's always regretted. You'll hear about God's forgiveness and healing and the value of all human life next time on Focus on the Family. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. We have a major problem here in Pennsylvania, very much like other addictions plaguing our communities. The threat is unregulated gambling on illegal slot machines, camouflaged as skill games. They're popping up everywhere at gas pumps, pizza parlors, and your local convenience store. State police describe these places as breeding grounds for loan sharking and money laundering. If you object to your community becoming a mini Las Vegas, make your voice heard. Call 1-888-472-4418. Report those places that are enticing our kids into gambling, disguised as entertainment. It's an activity that siphons money away from the Pennsylvania Lottery, whose proceeds go to supporting seniors in our state. Please phone now. This is serious. That number again is one 472 Paid for by Pennsylvanians Against Illegal Gambling. Executive Board Member Peter Shelley. Does your church have a 2020 vision for missions? PRISM, the Pittsburgh Region International Student Ministries, presents the 2020 Vision Conference, Saturday, March 7th at the Lamont, a day to equip your church to reach the nations through local and world evangelism. Ravi Zacharias Ministries' Lou Phillips and an esteemed panel of guests discuss the unique challenges of sharing the gospel in our changing times. Buffet lunch included. Reserve now at pghcommission.org. What gives one company the edge over another? Maybe it's not one thing. Maybe it's taking care of lots of things that help a business run smoothly. In other words, Cintas. Cintas has products that help your people stay safe and apparel programs that convey the right image. They service fire protection equipment, deliver and stock restroom supplies, and make sure facilities are clean and ready. Because when all those things work together, you're in business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. When the brake whistle blows, why waste time on a sandwich run when your crew could have a home-style meat and potatoes meal hot and waiting on site? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides down-to-earth food for hungry crews of 10 or more. Try their bestseller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with master roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word. And get back to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. Well, 
reading the news today online at the New York Times website. Uh, the website uh, headline, CDC officials warn of coronavirus outbreak in the U.S. The coronavirus almost certainly will be spreading in communities in the United States and Americas should begin preparations now. Officials at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention said on Tuesday. We also read that there are outbreaks in Italy, in South Korea, and in Iran. Right. And apparently uh, the coronavirus is slowing down infections in China, but as you said, Kath, increasing elsewhere. We were curious about this, so we've invited A.J. Roberts to join us. A.J. is a molecular biologist. She's a speaker, a research scholar at Reasons to Believe. Uh, A.J., welcome back to the show. How are you today? Thank you very much. I'm very glad to be here. And uh, what a great topic to be talking about. Really, really, really important. So let's start with what the coronavirus is. We learned from a guest we had on yesterday that there are many coronaviruses. That's true. Uh, we've, we've known of two that are associated with the common cold since the 1950s or 1960s. Uh, and then we had the first major outbreak of a coronavirus that also originated uh, in China called SARS in 2003. And I actually spent three years researching the SARS coronavirus uh, with the National Institutes of Health okay. from 2003 to 2006. I see. Uh, and, then in, and then in 2019, we had a second outbreak of one called MERS for Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome virus. Uh, and SARS was alarming. Uh, if you remember the outbreak in 2003, uh, there were uh, a few thousand cases and a few hundred deaths, and the death rate was about 10%. Uh, MERS was a little bit more alarming, but thankfully there weren't as many infections, yet some of those infections continue to take place. The fatality rate with MERS is about 35%. Wow. And so what we're seeing with this coronavirus in China is a current fatality rate of about 3%, 3 to 4%, uh, so less than SARS, far less than MERS. But those other two coronaviruses that are associated with the common cold, no associated fatalities with that. So these these coronaviruses that are causing fatalities are the ones that capture our attention, and this one certainly should have our attention. So, AJ, in my reading, I was reading about something called wet markets, which apparently are the root of the virus. Oh. Can you talk about that? Yeah, actually, we don't know the environmental source uh, for the virus. It was speculated that many of the original cases in China could be traced back to uh, contacts at a, a seafood and meat market in Wu, near Wuhan City. Uh, those markets also sell wild animals, but it's unclear as to whether or not that's actually the environmental source uh, because it hasn't been isolated in an animal in the wild yet. Uh, and it's also uncertain because it could be that people were just coming in close contact with individuals that had already been infected in that market. And so, yes, it may have originated in the market from an animal environmental introduction, or it may have just been sort of a, a concentration area for people coming together and for people to connect uh, become infected with the virus from someone else that was present in the market. Dr. A.J. Roberts is with us, molecular biologist, writer, speaker, and research scholar at Reasons to Believe. So I'm interested in the time you spent with the NIH uh, researching SARS. What what light can you shed based on those years um, and that study that you did that can help us to understand a little bit about what's going on here? Yeah, I, I think some of the important things in regard to public health and how we can be prepared um, and not just gain knowledge about a particular virus is that um, unlike many viruses, uh, SARS and MERS, it seems, is fairly stable on 
solid surfaces. And so it, it can be spread through, those two viruses can be spread through respiratory routes, but they can also be spread by coming in direct contact with a place where a virus has dried on a hard surface and then, and then touching different portions of your body, like your mouth or your nose or your eyes, uh, and, and infection can be spread that way. So, so you need to be, um, we need to be very aware that it's not just an airborne virus that you can, and many of the cases that were associated with SARS and some with MERS were from contaminated hospital equipment, uh, from contaminated ventilation equipment. It could be spread through apartment buildings, through aerosolization and, and ventilation. Uh, and in China and Hong Kong in particular, especially with SARS, but also I've heard cases reported that for the current outbreak, this current virus, that uh, if, the, if the bathroom traps aren't full of water, that you can actually aerosolize things that come from other apartments when you flush the toilets in those high-rise buildings in Hong wow, Kong. So, really? so there's a lot of different ways that the virus could become aerosolized or or laid down on a hard surface and later picked up. And so it's, it's not just uh, be careful to wear a mask right. and don't go around anybody who's coughing. Someone's going to sneeze. So, AJ, I have to ask this question, of course, because we live in this hashtag fake news era. I mean, worldwide, there, there, you know, there have been deaths, of course, but of the billions of people on the planet, it's a, it's a tiny, 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 tiny percentage. Is this in some ways a media invention? Is the media fueling the hysteria behind this? Or is this something we truly should be concerned about? Yes, yes and yes. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, so I think that we absolutely need to uh, not panic and jump on sort of the social media, media bandwagon uh, and spread panic. But we need to be sober in the way that we watch the data and we watch the spread on a global level. Uh, you know, the fact that it's in Italy and South Korea, as you mentioned at the top of the segment, is, is important. We need to watch those countries and we need to watch how it spreads, especially because uh, those countries don't have the same sort of governmental ability to uh, just invade people's lives and put people in forced quarantine immediately. I mean, if you can imagine that type of action having to take place in the U.S., we need to we need to be aware of what's going on in these other areas where the virus has just spread to. Uh, and we're still early. You know, the original, the original cases were probably in late November, uh, mid-December, and then it wasn't really on the world's radar screen until January. And so since January, there has been quite a bit of spread. We're about a, a month a month or two into the outbreak. And, uh, and so, so if you think back to really scary outbreaks like influenza, the, the millions of people that died in the 1918 influenza epidemic, that was over a period of about a year and a half. So... So we're just looking at a couple of months right now, uh, and I'm not saying this is the same, but the mortality rates currently, if they hold at 3 to 4%, uh, are in line and actually a little higher than what we think the mortality and fatality rates were for the 1918 flu. Really? So, so those are sobering numbers, and so I, I'm saying that not to be alarmist. I'm yes. just saying we need, to, we need to watch the situation okay. carefully, and we need to be preparing ourselves both sort of mentally and psychologically for, yes, what if it does spread in the U.S.? I see. And so, Doctor, our time is short, but again, as we lean forward into springtime, generally the virus season ends. What about the onset of spring? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And with this virus, we just don't know. Uh, it, it's kind of like the same with SARS. SARS sort of tapered out in the spring, and we don't know if that was a viability issue for the virus or if it was that, you know, we just don't know the factors that, that contributed to SARS tapering out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we've, we've got to be aware that public health interventions may lead to some discomfort. There may be school closures and closures of uh, you know, cancellation of sporting events, some disruption to our lives for sure if it reaches here. But but we need to be vigilant and, and uh, not Doc- worry too much. Dr. Roberts, what about the 1918 Spanish flu? Did that go through cycles based on the season? Uh, well, it did follow a flu, uh, flu season, okay. yeah, but it was it, it spans two flu seasons. Yeah, so, so it went a year and a yeah. half, so it did a couple. Right. Okay. Yeah. okay, so Dr. Roberts, the CDC is saying essentially the virus is here. Now, not to induce panic, but there are just some common sense things you've talked about that we should do, right? Absolutely. Uh, and I, I would suggest that, you know, some of the common sense things that you can do is, I just going to sound really simplistic, but you can wash your hands thoroughly because that really is one way that the virus can be spread if you have it or, or the way that you can get it if you're, you're contracting it. Uh, the other thing is that with SARS, uh, you know, alcohol wipes of cabinet tops was not effective in, in controlling uh, the viability of SARS. You actually needed something along the lines of a Clorox wipe, really? so a hypochlorite solution or something to that effect. So don't think that because you're using alcohol rub on your hands that you're protecting yourself from this virus. I would say that that's likely not the case. You're probably better off washing your hands okay. than thinking okay, that Okay, so washing your hands and, better than a Purell type of thing. But here, you know, we're sitting in a studio right. right now. We use this studio along with other people. So do I go out and buy uh, Clorox bleach wipes? I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, especially if, especially if it starts to spread here in the U.S. Right. Listen, if there's an outbreak in this studio, I'll tell you right now, John and I are both going down. This is airtight. We're stuck in here, AJ. There's no hope. There's no hope. We're not getting out alive. That's right. We're going to yeah, stay tele- home. Teleconferencing everything. You know, the real, the real public concern, I mean, many people will say, look, a 2 to 4% mortality rate, yes, it's significant, but it's not anything to be freaked out about. We have a great health care system in the U.S., well, maybe both of those statements are true, but we're not prepared for the most part to handle the number of hospitalizations, right? So there are many, many more hospitalizations required, including intensive care and medical treatment of sick patients than having to deal with a 2 to 3% mortality rate. Okay. Uh, Dr. Roberts, you've been really helpful. Yes, you have been. Thank you very much. Remember to pray. Yeah. Remember to pray, indeed, yeah. A.J. Roberts, Dr. A.J. Roberts, uh, molecular biologist from Reasons to Believe. Okay, so um, I'm going to make a run over to Giant Eagle by some Clorox wipes. Right. Should we start wearing masks? No, no. If you have it, I don't want to get it. I'm just going to wear gloves. Is that... that... No, because then your gloves are going to have viruses on them, and I'm still going to get it. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. 
or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of besthotgrill.com. We make the Solaire Infrared Grills, those amazing gas grills that heat up to over 1,000 degrees in just three minutes to provide professional chef quality performance in your own backyard. Now, you won't find them in the big box stores. Solaire is sold only by the finest specialty retailers who recognize Solaire as the only real hot, fast grill. If you live in an area without a Solaire dealer, Solaire has the demo program where you can try a mini version of a full-size grill in your own backyard, grilling the foods you love. It's made with the same design, materials, components, and performance of the big Solaires, but in a size Solaire can easily ship to you. Try before you buy so you'll know firsthand why Solaire is the last grill you'll ever purchase. Learn more about the demo program and these fantastic USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. An adjustable bed can elevate your sleep experience and make everyday activities like reading and watching TV more comfortable. But not all adjustable beds are created equal. You need one that has the right features for you along with the power and durability to provide comfort for years to come. At the Original Mattress Factory, we recently improved the quality of our adjustable beds while making them even more affordable. And our new adjustable bases are designed to work with your existing wood, metal, or platform bed. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location to elevate your sleep experience today. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I have unbelievable news. Tell I mean, me. this is going to be the best thing you've heard all week. Really? And I know it's only Tuesday. Okay. There is a patron saint for pierogies. <laughs> it does not surprise me. Yeah. Not at all. That's a laugh you're hearing. It's Jay Slocum in the studio with us. First of all, Jay, hi. Hi, Jay. We're going to be talking to Jay more in the second hour. I'm doing a focusing but, session. But, yeah, I have to tell you about St. Hyacinth, okay? The patron saint of pierogies. Yeah. Is, so, is it a man or a woman? A man. Really? You think it'd be a woman? No, it's a man. Is it a Polish saint? Yeah, Polish Dominican priest and missionary. Okay. He worked to spread religious communities in his native Poland, born 1185, Mm. southwestern Poland, uh, traveled to Rome, witnessed a miracle. And after that, he decided to go into a monastery there. And in 1220, he received the religious habit of the Order of Preachers. Of St. Dominic, okay? Then he goes back to his homeland to establish the order there. He starts to set up monasteries, and people start talking about him because he's a holy man, okay? But while he is visiting Krakow in 1238, an epic hailstorm destroys all the crops, okay? The people are despondent. What do we do? They're, in, they're having a famine. They, they're already poor. How are they going to eat? Hyacinth told them to pray to God that they may be saved from what would be certain starvation. And on the next day, new crops rose from the earth. So, to show their gratitude, the people treated the saint to fresh 
Pierogi. Pierogi. <laughs> that was his thank you. Pierogi. Made from That's the newly fantastic. sprouted wheat. Really? Overnight, the wheat grew. Overnight, the crops grew. They were so excited. What's the first thing you do when you realize you're not going to starve to death? Have a pierogi. You Have make a pierogi. Yeah. yeah, nice. So that's what they've done. Yes. <laughs> Who Saint knew? Hyacinth, the Catholic patron saint for pierogies. I've missed Excellent. out on so much being a Presbyterian. Nice. Yeah, of just, course you we have. We don't yeah. have stuff like this. Now, if you we had that, a, a St. Hyacinth medal, it'd be like in the shape of a pierogi. Listen, I have, right? I have, very nice. I have a pierogi <laughs> ornament that goes on the top of my Christmas tree. Like some people have an angel. Oh, yeah, I sure. have the pierogi, golden pierogi on top. Is it lit? It's, yeah, of course it is, because there's light underneath it. It looks oh, that's lifted. Fabulous. It's wonderful. But maybe I could make that into some type of medallion. Nice. The Fat Tuesday edition of the Ride Home. We bring you pierogies. What else are we going to have for Fat Tuesday? Oh, we should have the uh, the jelly donut. What's it? I'm Oh, Pachki. 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 Yes. All right, stick around. Jay, uh, Jay Slocum's with us during the 5 o'clock hour, talking about listening. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump has ended his trip to India. Before he left, he touched on the coronavirus issue. He says the situation is very well under control in our country. At the same time, his administration has asked Congress for an additional $2.5 billion for preparations in case of a widespread outbreak. In consumer news, Ford is recalling more than 270,000 pickup trucks, mainly in North America, to fix a problem with the daytime running lights. That recall covering certain F-150 trucks with LED headlights from the 2018 through 2020 model years. Dealers will update software to fix the problem. The NTSB says the driver of a Tesla SUV who died in a Silicon Valley crash two years ago was playing a video game on his smartphone at the time. Stocks ending lower today. The Dow is down 879 points. The Nasdaq off 255. This is SRN News. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. This statement is not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Individual results will vary. If you tried to lose weight and failed, it wasn't your fault. According to leading medical experts, when we cut back on how much we eat, our body shifts into survival mode, reducing our metabolism and making us even hungrier. But now a breakthrough discovery that helps you fight food cravings is available without a prescription. Riduzone uses your body's natural appetite control, a molecule called OEA, to break that cycle. Riduzone is the only product that contains OEA. I've lost 75 pounds using Riduzone. My husband has lost 50 pounds using Riduzone. Riduzone has made it so that we eat less food, and it has taken away the cravings that we used to have. Riduzone has made it so that I can lose the weight without feeling hungry. Go to Riduzone.com. Use promo code today to save up to 65% off your order. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Save up to 65% and get free shipping by using promo code today at Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand with Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. 
on the stand with Israel tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the Israel banner. That's sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com. Founded in 1794, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus. Rooted in the Reformed tradition and in relationship with Christ followers from other traditions, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary forms and equips people for ministries familiar and yet to unfold, communities present and yet to be gathered. The seminary offers Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degrees, plus certificates. Financial assistance is available for full and half-time students who qualify. Learn more at pts.edu. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique. But you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. Tonight, cloudy, a brief shower or two this evening, followed by mist late with a low 40. Tomorrow, morning drizzle, followed by periods of rain in the afternoon with a high 50. Tomorrow night, a little evening rain, rather cloudy with some snow showers late and a low 25. Thursday, cloudy with more snow and a high 28. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. Lifting a cup to streaming, in case you missed it. Lifting my water bottle, Thank even you. now. Cheers. Yeah. And uh, Jay Slocum in studio with us also. He's lifting, lifting a water, bottle. water cheers bottle. Cheers to you, to you Jay. Jay. Very cheers. nice. Cheers. Cheers. We, are, cheers. we salute you all. We're on Facebook uh, on the Word FM, or 101.5 Word FM on Facebook. Also, mm-hmm. The Ride Home with John and Kathy on Facebook. So if you want to see us... This is an opportunity. This is it. Right? I mean, it's not it because we're going to be doing it every day. But I love the comments that are coming in. So if you're uh, you're watching right now, send us a comment and then we can laugh about it. Okay, good. Because I like comments. All right. So tonight, uh, in case you missed it. Speaking of comments. I think is this this is the 10th or 11th Democratic candidate debate for the president. I haven't watched one. Not one. Not one. Jay, have you watched one? No. Someone told me there was a man named Andrew... Yang. 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 And I didn't know what he looks like, looked like, so I YouTubed Debates Democratic, saw it for 10 seconds, and saw who everybody looked, what everybody looked like, then I didn't do that. Okay. Well, that's a deep dive. So Andrew yeah. Yang is gone now. He's gone. <laughs> yes, he so dropped out, yes. Right. So that yeah. was a waste of time. Right. So then last debate, yeah. which I forced myself to watch, was the premiere of Mike Bloomberg, the former mayor of New York City. That didn't seem to go well for that him. That did not go well. Uh, tonight... Yeah. This is essentially what they're telling us um, is that Bernie Sanders will be the target target of the ire of all the other candidates right. because apparently he's running away with a, with the nomination. Mm-hmm. So something must be done by the other contestants to to attack Bernie. Right. Stop so, Bernie. So Bloomberg is incredibly relieved that at least everyone's attention will be on someone else tonight. Right. And I've decided I'm watching. Good. You should watch. 
right? I'm what now. I have no desire to watch. No, the right, only reason watch. I'm watching is because you're making me feel guilty about it. I'm not trying to make yeah, you feel you guilty. Yeah, you are. I don't no, know I'm if not. you're trying, but it's wait, it's that's no, what's no, happening. No. Listen, I just watch because like out of Jay, I had weird curiosity. You knew put, what Andrew Yang looked like. That's I, not why you watched. Well, no, no, no. I had this kind of feel like I'm part of the democratic process. I need to do Listen something. To him. What he's trying to get the citizenship award, right? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know I kind of D minus in civics in high school. Whatever. I figure I better. No, you're right. I mean, I should watch. You're part of this. Yeah, I should watch. I will watch, but I am not excited about it. Well, part of the, the part of the thrill of watching is also being on Twitter at the same time, right? And watching so you see all, all the, the snark. snark, right? Which is the best thing for Twitter? Yeah, that's really the right? only reason Twitter should exist is yes. for major like events, right? Okay, I'm mitigating my lack of watching by reading. Andrew Hamilton's biography. Oh, well, now there's the Civics Award. 1,600 pages, and it is gripping. Andrew Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Oh, I was like, like, wait a minute. I was like, wait, do you guys know who Andrew Hamilton is? I don't know. I'm really paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) He's on page six. It's all right. right. (laughs) Table of contents. At least least he's not running for president. Sounds good, Is that Ron Chernow? Ron Chernow. Yeah. Uh, He's a genius. Yeah, I've never read read anything about him. I read the Grant biography, and I said, I got to go to the Alexander Hamilton. That's cool. Have you seen Hamilton? I can't afford it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, me yeah, yeah. yeah none of us have seen Beyond it. Beyond me. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Exactly. It's streaming somewhere, I'm somewhere. sure. It's yeah, got to right. be coming. Exactly. Uh, okay, so tonight we're going to be watching Everybody Pile on Bernie, mm-hmm. and everybody's going to be asking him about this terrific literacy program that Fidel Castro instituted right. when he came to power. In the despot. People can read, though. 1958, so that's good. <laughs> right. We'll be talking about that. Um, I'm also looking to see whether someone like Amy Klobuchar, her name's hard to say. Klobuchar. Um, can survive because I think she's on the she's on the edge of falling off. The whole thing is painful to watch because it feels it's like a it's a beauty contest, popularity contest. Well, if it's a beauty contest, then we're all sunk. Well, I mean, cause... everybody's like trying to put their best. You know, it's it's just very difficult to watch. My daughter thinks that Bernie Sanders is adorable. Oh, are you kidding? And me? his son is going to vote for. Oh, him. my son here hears free college tuition. Count me in. I'm talking to my socialist young right. friends. And, you know, as Churchill said, if you're a young man and you're not a socialist, you have no heart. And if you're an old man and you're not a capitalist, you have no brains. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So your daughter thinks he's adorable. Like something that's like an uh, an old uncle or something. She just thinks he's so cute. And really? No. Is she going to vote for him? Hard to say. Well, she's Is she going to? Oh, is she 18? She is 18. Okay. So Mm -hmm. she can vote. She can vote. Um, She is really tortured. Mm -hmm. As we all are. Yeah. I mean, right. is there any future for any of us when we walk into the voting booth? Right. I mean, any functioning adult 2020, I'm going to get my lawn know. sign. Anyway, happy Fat Tuesday to you. Yes, thank you. Very so nice. Fat Tuesday is it being celebrated in your families, in your homes tonight. It is not. I have no connection to it. Jay, okay. be- beads for you? No, so, no, no beads, no king cake. We have in the past done um, Fat Tuesday pancake dinners. Oh, We've done okay. king cake parties. We've yeah. done... Uh, events uh, to raise money for a youth group. And uh, the church just uh, has put a lot of its effort into other kinds of hospitality. So it's kind of fallen off the bandwagon. Right. But I always loved it. We would do a big um, 
that Tuesday party, we would have all kinds of uh, saints up, uh, icons with yeah, holes cool. in the face so you can get a picture of them. We'd yeah, have yeah. Oh, all the beads funny. and we'd have pancakes and the youth would all cook them and we'd make money for the youth group. And then right. we would invite people to to the Ash Wednesday service the next day. And okay. it was a, way, a pipeline to get people into And that's just it, right? So, yeah. yeah. Did, did it affect you spiritually? You know, Fat Tuesday into Ash Wednesday to, into Lent? Yeah, it does. I mean – in our tradition, we always give You're up Anglican. something, and yeah, we. I'm an Anglican. We give up something, and we take on something. So, I mean, it's affecting me. I'm, I'm Catherine, and I are doing the whole thirty. Um, okay. So it's and gonna, what's that? Whole thirty is a, just a pretty strict diet that says no sugar, no dairy, no grain, um, no processed food, and only whole, um, whole meat. You know, healthy meats and greens, and it's a diet that cleanses you it's a mm-hmm. recipe for disaster yeah. i'd be so cranky yeah i don't want <laughs> i would be whatever be so whatever cranky. diet john it's goes, a very hard diet I'm sure. there's like legends about day 11 people just drop <laughs> like flies you know? right yeah i can imagine now any diet that john goes on has to be cleared with me first because i am the one who will pay yeah. if he gets cranky, oh, get so cranky if it all falls yeah. apart it's oh, going to come out between four angst, and six right here in this that. room okay so then translate that whole 30 then jay into some sort of spiritual surrender that puts you on a path towards the cross yeah so for us or is uh, that over spiritualizing it no i think i think for us uh we believe that our we want to live an integrated life and our our whole of our life needs to come under the authority of christ and so for me um i feel that i am certainly addicted to sugar i really want to take that and put that at the foot of the cross and yield that to god so it's going to be a i'm a regular faster so that'll be a type of fast for us Catherine's never done anything like it so she's kind of scared and we'll do it together but you know as a result of the Lenten season, I in '96 I gave up television. Um, you know, there there have been and that changed to, you not just for the Lenten season forever. In 2009, I began to wear a collar for 40 days because I was kind of the Anglican priest with the you know jeans and a black sh- you know black shirt and combat boots. But like my bishop said, hey, how about you Where's join the rest of us? Where's your collar? And I said, oh, I'll wear it for 40 days, and I did. And at the end. I said, I'm a beat cop. Mm-hmm. I, I, this, that's what it taught me. It taught me that every time somebody sees a, a, a pastor with a collar, they see – it's the same as they see the last police officer. Did he help you bring the cat out of the tree or right. did he arrest you? It means something. To and it's collar. an office you carry that really, really causes you to um, come under the scrutiny of mm-hmm. the public. But no collar and, today. And that was really good for me. No mm-hmm. collar today, yeah. No. I'm not. I'm not functioning right now in a church okay. role as a pastor, so I don't have to wear it. So, uh, so when people see you in that collar, yeah, they're more inclined to be transparent with you. Well, there's a lot of different reactions. Think about how you react to police officers. So, you know, if some people sit look, up a little straighter, some people look through you, some people revere you, some people take it that you are the answer machine. They can ask you questions. Some people want to ask you, you know, do you hate gays? Um, there are lots of kinds of things that you would expect people to ask of a person in an office, you know? Mm. So that's – it really does depend. It depends on how your relationship with the office of pastor uh, is these days. 
and that's how people tend to relate to you. I so I've had people come up to me and ask me if they would pray with me. Mm. Uh, I, I, well, I used to go to a Starbucks in Squirrel Hill, and there was a Jewish group, and they asked me if I would bless them. And I did the Aaronic blessing for them, and the man's eyes filled up with, really? with tears. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Fascinating. What about you? Are you going to do anything tonight? <laughs> no. Party? No, no. Mike, nothing. and is there anything planned at nothing. the uh, Duffy household tonight? I'm having a massive Democratic debate party. No, no, no. Oh, no. I love that. In our old neighborhood, like Jane, well, in our old neighborhood, we had people who were, you know, washed away in the flood. Yeah. And so they relocated to our neighborhood. And they were, you know, dyed in the wool, New Orleans. Um, they had the king cake. You know, they invited us over. We did pancakes. We did, uh, you know, any number of things. But I grew up Catholic. And the idea of you know giving something away for Lent, I, that's loosened over the years. I've, I've not, I don't have the, I don't have that wherewithal, and I, I sort of grieve because of that. Well, you get grumpy with diets, so yeah, you there's got to be something else. And as I said, whatever we can do to keep John away from grumpy right. is the right thing for Kath. God bless you all. Coming up next, we'll continue our conversation with Jay Slocum. The value of listening. What's up? <laughs> See, that's the problem. That's Wait, why I had. To, that's why I had to invite him in here. <laughs> Stick around. We're streaming. WORD. It's been said that the true measure of a man is how he treats someone who can do absolutely nothing for him. Our study of James this week on Through the Bible teaches us how we're to treat people in the different parts of society. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to board the Bible bus as our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, takes us through what he calls God's War on Poverty and His War on Riches. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob for who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. For your next client meeting, instead of worrying about where to get lunch, why not relax and get down to business? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides truly delicious value to satisfy hungry clients and colleagues alike, like their bestseller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast, with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and get to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Limu, when we're not telling people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, I've actually been moonlighting as a DJ. Check it! Here's the good part! Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need.
at LibertyMutual.com. What's better than a Christian education for your child? A Christian education for up to half off. Right now, Word FM has significantly discounted tuitions at select area schools for first-time enrollees. While they last, exclusively at WordFM.com. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing for multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. We live in a, in a world where we are assaulted daily by imagery, sound, visual, you name it. We're just, we're so different, I think, than people even 10, 50, 100, you know, whatever. We are a new creation in many ways. And I think the effect of that, it has made us far less attentive, mm-hmm. far less aware of the surroundings that we are part of. So where does that end? And where do you start to, in some ways, become aware, to reinvent yourself into Oh, to become a good listener. Yes, the necessity of becoming a good listener, a good seer, a good... Noticer. Everything, all that, right? I used to have a teacher in, in college that talked about this. Her name was Cecil Kitkat. And Cecil was this fabulous woman. She was part of a, a movement thing that we did. It was like ballet. Mm. And she would always say, you know, as part of this thing, you'd go through an hour work with Cecil. And she would always say, look up, look up to the balcony. Get your heads up. So that you would see your awareness of all that's around you. And I still carry that with me. I'm deeply mm. aware of that because of, of what Cecil said. Reverend Jay Slocum is with us. And he's, here, he's here to talk to us about listening, the nature of listening, the power of listening, and what we're missing by not engaging in a listening world. Mm-hmm. Jay, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, Kathy. You know, um, Reed Mercer Shushart, who teaches at uh, Wheaton College, and he studied – um, in New York City, and he's a communication theorist. And he is noted as saying that information glut is the environmental crisis of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Too much. That yeah. we have so much information and so much interesting stuff going on that uh, we're just overwhelmed by it. Sure. We have uh, information paralysis. And uh, I think we are in a place culturally – and um, certainly in this season, the election season, we're in a place where we see it very per- in a very pronounced way. People have a very hard time listening, a very hard time listening. Uh, you both know how valuable listening you. That's mm-hmm. what you do for a living. Right. You, people may think you talk for a living, but you listen for in order for you to to be a good interviewer. Uh, you have to wait for that person who is talking to speak and finish the last word they're going to say. You then have to consider what they say, frame a response, and then ask them an intelligent question that doesn't stop them from saying more, mm-hmm. but gets them to say more. Right. So you know the power. Of, I'm a yep. I'm a a pastor who has a ha, has had a career as a pastoral counselor, and. One of the hazards of being a pastoral counselor is that you become so adept at listening to people that you can't not listen. And that you – I wonder if you notice 
as professional listeners how little uh, oh. listening is going on oh, around all the time. you. Yes. Oh, I find it all the striking. Time. Yeah. So there's two forms, of, at least for me, of listening, passive and active, mm-hmm. right? I mean, passive listening, I've got music on in the background. I like it. It informs me in some way. It lifts me emotionally. Mm-hmm. But the active listening is what you're talking about, right? When your wife sits down and you make eye contact and you sit and engage in a back and forth, mm-hmm. whether you're talking about mm-hmm. bills or the babies or whatnot, that's very active. Yeah. Well, John and Kathy, I am interested in both passive and active listening. I think that if you're driving in a car, you can't listen to nature or you can't listen to the earth or you actually can't listen to your own um, – believe it or not, bloodstream, Mm. Uh, someone was placed in a room that was supposed to be completely uh, soundproof. And when they were, you know what they ended up hearing? Their pulse. Their pulse. And Mm. they could hear their blood streaming through their veins. So I am interested in passive listening. I am interested in being able to uh, walk because when you walk, it opens you up to be able to hear your neighborhood and to hear the the weather, to hear what's happening seasonally, and to hear a person next to you, which so I think the two are interrelated. But I'm I am talking more about active listening, and uh, I live in the east end of Pittsburgh, and I I call it being east ended when I tell somebody, hey, I'm about to go to Whole- oh you're going to Whole Foods, yeah 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 yeah, it's the yeah 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 problem that. You're, and it's now a pet peeve of mine. So I started studying uh, the science of listening, reading books about listening, talking to leadership coaches and hearing them talk about listening. And it is that active listening, I think, that there is a massive deterioration of that. And it comes primarily through uh, folks say two big things. One is blocking and the other is filtering. So we've all been blocked. Yeah, 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 is a blocking. It's I'm going to finish my – and you say, your sentence is fine. Your everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just – that's a blocking. Uh, and then we find there are diff- there's ways to block. There's the you know, dismissing. Uh, you can't listen to kids. Or, oh, she's a woman. Or those conservatives. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a dismissal, right? There's absorption. People will block you by absorbing what you say. And you say, you know, I loved going to Florida. Oh, we love Florida, too. You know what? We went to Florida last year. I'm like, okay, Mr. Florida, go on. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Tell us all about it. Because I was going to say something about Florida, (laughs) but I'm so glad that you you know everything about Florida. (laughs) Now there's no need for me to talk, so that's a relief. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other one, I think, is uh, either spiritualizing or intellectualizing uh, a blockage. Which is, you know, you say something and the person says, well, it's the Lord's will that, you know, that happened. Mm -hmm. Or they give you a verse or they turn it into a doctrine or they tell you something really interesting and correct you, you know. Okay, so all those things preclude what I would call the gap or the pause. Because, you know, I think a good conversation is we're we're essentially sharing. So I present... Mm -hmm. You pause, absorb, formulate, yeah. and then communicate back. And there, you know, in a perfect world, there is a uh, there's a rhythm. 
That's right. That is a natural, well, maybe it's an unnatural thing, an unnatural thing. But it is natural that we both want something, we engage, we find something that's deep and exciting. There's a stew here. Yeah. But there has to be a pause Mm -hmm. to allow the person to present and do those things that are necessary for us to, to connect. That's right. One of the great exercises of seeing whether you're listening is an improv exercise. You might have engaged in it as an actor, and it's the finish the last word exercise. Mm-hmm. And it goes, if I say, we're going to your house for Thanksgiving. Mm. On Thanksgiving, I'm going, no, is that what you, I do? You start with Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. And then I say, is what? A great. Oh, is a great time to go to someone's house. The house that we go to, not the, the house. house parties. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so okay. what, what you do is you you you'll find if you try this exercise, try it try it at dinner, try it this evening in the living room. It's the finish my. It's the fi- first and last word exercise. I love it. You know, Word FM is a great radio station. You say. You know. I say Word FM and station no, 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 together. No. Or I just say now station. You, now you use word. Now you use a sentence that starts with station. Oh. Mm-hmm. Station. Well, I don't know what 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 sentence starts with station. <laughs> That's what station, a house was too. Comma, right? yeah, the yeah. place I go to every day to go to work. But 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 you get that because you know by grabbing onto the last word that's used, it shows that you're aware of that. I'm going to pull it forward. Yeah, and once you get good at this, you would say station by station we traveled oh. on the train. Oh, oh very nice. Right, right, right. Train rides are my favorite thing in the world. Okay. World history is mm. fascinating. Mm. Fascinating articles are things I read at night. Night is beautiful okay. and yeah, romantic. Yeah. I love so it. you, and what what you what you find is it's very difficult for us to uh, to to really listen to the very last word because most often we are not listening to understand. We are actually listening to formulate the next thing we're going to say mm-hmm. to prepare right? that next thing. Right, and in improv. The key to improv is to never say no. It's to always take the fullness of the, what the person has said and go with it, right? right? So it's a difficult exercise, mm-hmm. but I do that exercise with pastors, and I find um, they're fairly good at it. But it does show the weakness in our ability to to hear and listen and understand and then and then feedback. But I'm, I'm saying that, John, to comment on you're absolutely right. It allows that pause to take place. Yes. Now, speaking of pastors, Jay, I would imagine as a pastor, the heartache you must feel after preparing all week long, and then you're sharing the gospel on a Sunday morning, and you see a certain percentage of the audience not listening at all, dozing, looking, texting, whatever. Yeah. That's got to be a crush. That never happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't doubt it. I need to take a break. Jay Slocum's with us. We're talking about listening. Stay with us and listen next. Be back in a few minutes. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best it can be. That's why every OMF employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. 
Visit a location near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family-owned and operated since 1939. Does your church have a 2020 vision for missions? PRISM, the Pittsburgh Region International Student Ministries presents the 2020 Vision Conference, Saturday, March 7th at the Lamont, a day to equip your church to reach the nations through local and world evangelism. Ravi Zacharias Ministries' Lou Phillips and an esteemed panel of guests discuss the unique challenges of sharing the gospel in our changing times. Buffet lunch included. Reserve now at pghcommission.org. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com. The WordFM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at Radio.com. Factory default passwords for computers, tablets, and smartphones may expose your devices to hackers. So create your own passwords with at least eight characters containing a combination of upper and lowercase letters, numbers, and symbols. For added security, consider using password management services, which are often available for free. A public service message from the Consumer Electronics Association. Tonight, cloudy, a brief shower or two this evening, followed by mist late with a low 40. Tomorrow, morning drizzle, followed by periods of rain in the afternoon with a high 50. Tomorrow night, a little evening rain, rather cloudy with some snow showers late and a low 25. Thursday, cloudy with more snow and a high 28. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Reverend Jay Slocum is with us. We're talking about listening, the power and nature of listening in a world that is just overwhelmed. I often think about uh, the Elvis Costello song, All This Useless Beauty. But, you, you know, you're surrounded by so much, and we've just become immune to it. And you can't take it in. Right. There's too much. Um, you mentioned too much information Yeah. earlier in our last segment. I feel that all the time. Too much information. Simply because I 
I'm interested in a lot of things. Yeah. And so it's very easy for me to go down a rabbit hole of anything. Don't you love it though? And there and it just doesn't end. I mean, the amount of information that we have access to instead of it being satisfying though, here's the problem, is it becomes um anxiety producing. Mm. Why? Because there's no possible way in life you'll have enough time to understand as much as there is to understand about that thing, whatever it is. It's just too much. It used to be that you'd go to a library and you'd say, okay, I'll never read all these books. But you could imagine in your lifetime, if you had no job or no family or no responsibilities, you could probably read every book there. Right. Now there's, no, there's, there's a sense where there is no bottom to the well of whatever tiny little subspecialty you're interested in. Mm-hmm. It could take you down 8,000 rabbit trails yes. and then leave you where? Kathy, the three big things that I'm, I'm uh, interested in talking about regarding listening is the first is letting people finish their sentence, not yeah, yeah, yeah. The second is mirroring that w- we can listen well when we listen and then take what the person said and empathically Say, is this what I hear you? And we all know everyone who's been in marriage therapy. Right? That's right. Oh, so what I hear Wait, you saying hear you say, is... But it is, it is simple but brilliant. Mm-hmm. And the third is what you're actually mentioning. And it is that poor listeners are way too concerned with being interesting rather than in being interested in. So we're at a party. And somebody says, hi, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. Well, we're doing great. And they kind of give you that Christmas letter kind of spiel. Mm-hmm. You know, doing great. Susan just took on a new position. She's now assistant CEO. Bobby's snowboarding in Vail. And John just took over his last company. We're doing great. Hey, how are you all? I'm like, I got nothing. I'm a loser. You know, that person is so interesting, right? I mean, their habits are interesting. Their hobbies are interesting. Everything they know is interesting, but do I want to have that person over for dinner? I don't know. Now, the, the, and I think it, our interest is a beautiful thing. And have you been with someone? Um, and I find both of you to be this way. Uh, have you been with someone who's good at finding out what you're interested in? Mm-hmm. And that's what you do for a living. You Tell me more. How did you come about that? And then what happened? I mean, in a world where there's so much interesting data, I think we can get left feeling like nobody sees me right. and nobody hears me. And I don't really have that much to add. I mean, with all the data and writing and music that's out there, do they really need another person? Yeah. After an hour of YouTube stars and Pinterest boards, I'm just going to go and I don't know. What am I going to So, you know, we're made in the image of God. The Imago Dei in us is strong. And I believe at the core of who I am that we were made for communion. We were made to be heard and to be seen mm-hmm. when we hide in the garden And the Lord says, where have you been hiding? You know, there's some break that's going on with communication. And and uh, so I I do think in this age where, you know, we have much to celebrate. There's there's so many facts and it's so easy to get a hold of story and 
idea and beauty. It's at our fingertips. There is still a, a deep, deep need um, to be heard and to be seen and to have someone uh, let you finish the sentence, right? And then ask the question, so tell me more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, uh, it's becoming a rare commodity, but it is such a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to do, mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful thing to receive. Right. And it's shocking when it happens. It's shocking when it's happened. And I would, I would, you know, challenge listeners to try that out, you know, this evening. Um, ask a person a question and then ask them a follow-up question. And do it based upon you really being engaged with that person just said. Um, how, how was your day? They tell you. Wow. How did that come about? Wow. Tell me more about that. Just those three things could really allow a person to open up. Uh, that must have been really hard for you. Um, do I, and if it's directed at me, I find sometimes with my with my teenagers, you know, did I really say that to you? Oh, I'm sorry. How, you know, it, it can be really rich. So the richness is taking the focus off of yourself mm-hmm. and allowing that other person to flourish. Yeah, Absolutely. We need to step away. And by the way, we're streaming live on Facebook. Find us at 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. But the question I have next for you is you have to be curious about the person. You have to care or you're not going to listen anyway. Absolutely. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Heaven will be a multiracial, multiethnic place marked by love and grace and peace. No more racial hostility. No more brokenness. No more segregation. No more separation. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt credit card debt and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed and I looked at the numbers and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. 
Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. We're talking to Reverend Jay Slocum about the value of listening. So you're never going to be a good listener. As much as you can memorize all of the steps or you can read the book about how to, but if you don't care, if you're not actually interested in the answer, you will never be a good listener. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's what we haven't talked about yet, is what is it about us? It's our our poverty in our interior life that we're not more curious about other people. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. No, I think you're right. I, you know, Jesus is asked, "What is the greatest commandment?" And he responds, "To love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, all your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself." There is something fundamental about us as creatures that says, in our true nature, not our fallen nature, in our true nature, you were made for others. You were made for Him and for them. And that's where you get you worked out. Mm-hmm. And so that's very broken. I mean, it very much is broken. And, and hey, there's of course we're self-interested. I mean, we're creatures. We're consumers made by God. So when I see a photograph of my family, guess who I look for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me. Right. Right? right. But I had children and I adore them and my pouring out for them over the last 22 years has made me realize that it's a lot more joyful for me to buy Christmas presents than to get them. And I now automatically say yes when I'm asked, can I or should we or Mm-hmm. A, a level of selfishness has been stripped from me mm-hmm. by giving birth yeah. to children uh, with my wife and and nurturing and caring for them as a father. And the same thing has happened to me as a husband. My selfish, my level of selfishness has gone down tremendously. So, Kathy, I think there is something about us that says, "Look, I have to get out of me, and I have to get." Outwardly focused. I don't think we can do that and hear the gospel now. Like, I don't think we can do that until we get our relationship with our creator Mm. worked out. Because Mm -hmm. the devil's whispering in everyone's ear saying, it's all about you. You have to get satisfied. You have to take care of yourself. And that's not actually what we were made for. And when we get reconciled to God through Christ, he washes away um, the need to have everything be about us because he's modeling. I laid down my life for you that you might be able to 
be in union with me. And that's a fundamentally an other thing. It's he, right. he was completely other for me. So mm-hmm. something happens when you become a born again Christian that you 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 at least have the ability now to be other centered, right? right? And as we practice that through our faith and our church and our life, and as we learn the word and we apply it, we I do believe we become more and more and more. Um, outwardly focused. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah, dead yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I think you're dead on. So then the nature of listening is a muscle that can be strengthened. But the the weird thing about it is, for, at least for me, that I become a, be- a better listener when I sit in silence. Mm-hmm. It's With a person or by yourself? By myself. So if you, because you're an introvert, as I am and as you are, mm-hmm. so you get your energy and your centeredness when you're alone so that when you have a, a you know a conversation with me or Jay you can actually listen? Yes. Am I right? Yes. Okay. But there is there is power in silence oh. because it oh, prepares you it, it gives you oh, strength I agree. to Is that Jay's a personality thing, Jay? No, I think that's the interplay between and I don't want to get technical here, but that's the interplay between passive and active listening. Look, the, if you look if you listen to communication theorists who want to help you become a better listening listener they don't start with active listening because it's so much harder they start in elementary school and they start doing they ask you to do things like isolating so you're in a room they ask you to do this thing called isolating and it's i'm in a room and i can hear the dryer downstairs and what what isolating is is you actually you you block everything out and you focus just on that thing and you focus on it long enough that you can start hearing the rhythms of the dryer and start appreciating them and you actually are building your muscles for Listening. Now you have a theater background. You're already um, have a doctorate in listening. As as we're discussing this, you're you could be, you should be giving the talk, and you should be giving the talk. Um, and I'm learning about this, but passive listening. I believe there are a lot of exercises, um, isolating, being in silence, um, waiting. Pause. Pause. As I said, mirroring the thread, that thread. When you say something to me and I say it back to you, there's there's actually an endorphin rush that happens inside of me. Like, oh, wait a minute. And I get excited and then the conversation continues. And if we lose that, um, there, I believe it's a, a recipe for civil unrest I believe it's part of what we need to do to train our children to become good citizens. Um, the problem right now in civil society is no one's listening to anyone else. Everyone's just talking and waiting for the next chance to speak rather than, wait, what did? What do you mean by that? Tell me more. Let's step away. Okay. But when we come back, we're going to change our focus a little bit, and we're going to talk about mementos. There's a uh, baseball glove of Roberto's that's up for auction. Why do we think those things are important? Why do we keep what we keep? Thanks for listening. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour during Admissions Week, March 9th through 13th. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. 
So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code WORD. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family-owned and operated since 1939. Every cup of Circle K coffee is ground in the moment. So... Whether you're craving coffee now or now, you'll get the freshest cup in the world at Circle K. Every cup ground fresh, starting at a dollar at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. All right, so there's this terrific auction that's up right now. And, um, it's an I, online auction. I pulled it, yeah, it's an online thing. 1956, Roberto Clemente's used fielder's glove. Mm. And, of course, I, I, know so that, beautiful. I know that John loves him and was such a huge fan, so that's why I had to, uh, I had to look it up. Yeah. But um, the photographs of it are everything you would imagine from old, used, worn leather. It's mm. just Gorgeous, like the patina of it is out of control, and of course, what makes it special is that it was his. Clementes, right? Now, right now, they're asking the price is up to sixty thousand dollars. Wow, for a baseball glove, that's great. Sixty thousand dollars, Clementes glove. So I said to to John, I mean, he doesn't have sixty k to be throwing at this, <laughs> but I said to him, like, I was never, I was never a baseball fan until I met John, so I don't have any of this historic connection. Yeah. So, but that is. Like, unbelievably cool to you. Well, it's super cool because 
it's a physical manifestation of the man at the height of his craft. This was the tool. This is like holding Michelangelo's, mm. you know, instruments. You put your hand inside Clemente's glove where Clemente's hand was. He sweat inside that glove. He clutched that glove. I mean, he ran, he jumped, he caught, he threw with that glove on his hand. It is the essence of the man absent the man. So it's worth 60000 or whatever. I love it. I'd never want to possess it. It's too but, precious. But he's not there. No. But the glove still counts for something. Of course it does. So that's my question, Jay. When we think about mementos, whether it's, you know, I have this little uh, paper clip jar on my desk that was my dad's in here. And nobody else would notice that. But <laughs> I have it know. there because it reminds me of my dad. So, but it's a thing. Why do, why do things like that matter? So it'll sound weird, but you know it's David and Goliath, right? So they, you know, they kept David was given Goliath's sword, and then they kept mm. it, right? And I, when I teach mm. on on uh, Christ's sacrificial atonement being applied to us, people there's they scratch their heads. I don't understand that. And I say, oh well, what you do understand is, you know, we have six world champ you know we have six mm-hmm. super bowls mm-hmm. you understand that right oh yeah i understand that you understand that last time we won the super bowl like we all ran out in the street and it was our city and there was you could hear yelling all the no matter where you were if you went outside in pittsburgh you could hear yelling that's my city that's my team and when david beat goliath israel was victorious it meant the little kid was victorious it meant the old man was victorious it meant the homeless person the person with dis- the disability the guy who lost his job and can't find one gets to say that's my david and that's mm-hmm. our victory and that's really what christ's uh christ's sacrificial atonement is my righteousness now is mm-hmm. your righteousness mm-hmm. i want to hold on to that right and mementos i think they what they do is they allow us to to hold on mm. to that, right? Piece of glory. The piece of glory. I think temperamentally, some people are more inclined to that than others. I have a friend who lives so in her head. She's a defense attorney. She just lives so in her head. She she doesn't appreciate art. She can't. She couldn't decorate a room if you know it was the last thing she had to do to save her life. So temperamentally, I don't think she's attached to things. Yeah. I think some of yeah. us are more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you give me something, you're getting prayed for every time I see it. Like I have a mm. mirror outside of my room uh, in my home that my best friend from college gave me as a wedding gift. Like every time I walk by that, he gets a prayer. Mm. Like because I'm wired that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, me too. I think there's something about okay, that. Okay, so other than the mirror, what do you have? Uh, mementos. Yeah. I have the baseball that I sent to my dad. After my dad, after being estranged from him for 20 years, told me in my kitchen as a mid a guy in his mid-30s, my dad never played baseball with me. And that's all I ever wanted was for him to say he loved me. And I hope that someday you and I can play ball together. And the next week I went on Dick's Sporting Good Online. I sent my dad a baseball. And he called me and he said, hey, I got a baseball. I think it might have been from the town when I was in Little League. I said, no, Dad, that was for me. And uh, I remember what you said when you visited last time, really looking forward to us having our first catch. And on my birthday in 2006, he drove from New York to South Carolina 
and we had our first catch with my girls and uh that's staying with me for the rest of my that's life that's fabulous mm. so that yeah. baseball it, it means an baseball. awful lot right it means an awful lot yeah what about you what do you have john um uh, I have a um, – so growing up, my dad's uh, – the top drawer of my father's dresser was like <laughs> sacred. sacred. Yeah. I, could, I could not imagine anything more incredibly intense or beautiful. He did not want me to see that though. But, uh, you know, he would open it up and then I would peer in, you know, and so I would know that – anyway, uh, before he passed away, he reached in there and uh, gave me a fountain pen – this beautiful green and black fountain pen that was given to him when he graduated from high school. Wow. And on it, on the, there's a copper band that goes around the pen, and his name, Don Hall, is engraved in that pen. Wow. So uh, that sits on my desk. At least five, t- five days a week or more, I pick that pen up and hold it. And, you know, I try to have it fixed, uh, it, you know, just it, succumb to the ravages of time. But because he used it... And he held it in such high esteem, I do the same. That's beautiful. Now, the thing is, when I'm gone, my boys didn't know my father. He yeah. was long since gone. Sure. It means nothing to them. Yeah. Now, your daughters will recognize the importance and value of that ball. Sure. Sure. So the things that we hold as dear, mm-hmm. they are like dust. They are. They do they fade are. away. Mm-hmm. Right? But I still love them. Yeah. As a remembrance. Jay, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Check out our live stream on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, or on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We're streaming every day. We'd love to see you. We'd love to hear your comments. Thanks for being here. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.